Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profit. I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Fiction podcast broadcasting from an undisclosed location without a microphone. I don't know what the hell's going on today. It's because we're crunched for time. We're having audio issues on my end. I had to move my setup to a different place. But anyway, the show must go on, as they say. I am your host, the one and only voice and soul of so called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. How you doing? I am fantastic. I actually, you know, we talked about it on Friday and the bands came in. So little Charlie's losing his nuts. He, uh, I got to, I got to fondle some goat balls today. <laughs> poor guy. Well, I know Me you are, but yeah, poor, poor goat. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man, are you gonna give us like uh, updated, like photo updates on the, the Facebook group or what? Would you get banned for that? Can you show goat balls on Facebook? I mean, there's spam accounts that basically post porn, and Facebook won't remove them, even though I re- repeatedly report those accounts. Yet if I if I actually post a headline from NPR about the <laughs> Johnson and Johnson vaccine. That gets me a ban. Thanks a lot, Facebook. Y'all make a whole lot of fucking sense. <laughs> well, it does when you understand what their agenda is. But uh, yeah, not a whole lot really going on this week other than all of the crazy mayhem we had over the weekend with, with the shootings and everything. So I guess we, we can dive into this. We don't have too much time today. And of course, the first uh, 10 minutes or so were dedicated to microphone issues but there's uh to be fair i was having camera issues too so it wasn't just you yeah yeah um so we, we did have a number of shootings people keep reminding us of that but there seems to be one shooting in particular that captured the the country's attention the media's attention politicians attention you know, the, the regime, for lack of a better term, seems to be obsessed with one particular mass shooting this past weekend. And it just happens to be one where a white guy walks into a black neighborhood grocery store and kills 10 people. Have you been following this at all? Probably too much. Uh, it is it is yeah. funny that they conveniently, uh, initially, there was a lot of talk about multiple mass shootings over the weekend but when it turned out that the second one was a taiwanese man shooting up a taiwanese church and then the the third one was a a black guy at a ball game or something uh they didn't care about those anymore the the only one that the only one that mattered was the white supremacist who blows the cue ball right out of chernobyl it's a how much have you paid attention to this story? Because it is pretty fucking nuts. You, you know, I've been sort of keeping up with it on Twitter, reading various comments. I've seen snippets from the so-called manifesto. I don't know if it qualifies as a manifesto in my book. It just seemed like the ramblings of a fucking lunatic. It's kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I know the general details. I know the narrative that's being... Uh, run with and I know they're blaming it on Tucker Carlson Donald Trump and the replacement theory that that's the gist of it from where I'm sitting am I missing something 
No, you you hit it pretty spot on. Uh, the I thought the funny thing about the manifesto. Did you watch uh, Dexter when it was during its original Showtime run? Remember in season? Yeah, two I know. I was thinking about that. I had where he's going to get caught. Thought. So he so he publishes this manifesto in the newspaper, and it's just like this hodgepodge scatter shot of like all the most crazy shit, so that all of the investigators who are looking at his manifesto, it'll just lead them down all these different paths. Like that's what this guy's manifesto was. Like it was just this, it looked like the, a fed sat down and said, okay, what are like all the buzzword bullshit that we can throw on one piece of paper to really just rile everybody up. And that's what they did. That's what they did. No, that's it. I had the exact same uh, thought. I was like, this is like, (laughs) This is like a guy trying to get a rise out of everybody. And it's like, here's a little section for the left. Here's a section for the right. Here's a section for libertarians and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Like he he literally touched on every single hot button issue to give, like anybody that's reading it is going to see exactly what they want to see. You know, it's like, go, it's like searching the internet for, uh, when you're looking up like the, you know, something to back up your argument and you're going to find exactly what you need to find it. It's going to be in there. And it, it to call that a manifesto is, is quite the stretch in, in my humble opinion. The gun art, that, that was pretty insane too. Like everything about this is just incredibly suspect, especially the fact that this guy has been on an FBI watch list for over a year, possibly two. And within the last year, They've taken him into custody, questioned him, and then let him go. Like, wh- why is it with every single one of these mass shooters? Uh, and when I say every single one, I mean like almost to a T, every single one. For within sure. Within a year pr- before they actually carry out, yeah, they, they uh, the FBI takes them into custody, questions them, and cuts them loose. Within a year of, of them doing whatever it is they do. There's even a story about one guy that – they took his guns away and then they gave his guns back to him. And a month later he went and did the shooting. Like, yeah, it's for sure. It's every single mass shooting that the media runs with for their narrative. Every single one of those, they knew about the guy before in one shape. Like this guy was fucking crazy. He was taken into a psychiatrist's office and he's threatening to kill students and threatening suicide and, and this and that every single time. It's like, it fits the, the media narrative. They knew about the guy before, which, you know, to me is just a scathing indictment of anything, any criticism that, that the, you know, the mainstream wants to come up with the corporate press or, or the left, you know, anybody that's in favor of gun, we, we need to do something, you know, gun control and racism and all this shit. It's like, well, these are the people you're putting in charge of it. Uh, apparently they always know about these guys beforehand and that they, they either choose not to do something or they're incompetent. You know, it's like, stupid or liar kind of thing yeah they, they fail on every single front it it does start to look intentional at a certain point i mean it was similar with the uh the new york subway shooter like not the white supremacy actually uh they i'm pretty sure in in the aftermath of that they actually painted him as a uh a multicultural white supremacist or something like that like they they made it out to be about white supremacy even though it was a a black guy uh, shooting up a subway station, but his was really similar. And he was on a watch list. He had been taken into custody. Uh, like I, I'm pretty sure his gun was actually an illegal anyway. Like, so for this one, the Buffalo shooter, it was a legally purchased gun, but it had had illegal modifications made to it. Um, and then like, but the guy, the Buffalo guy, he also had like all kinds of like way too on the nose, like rantings and stuff on his social media and, and everything. Like this dude has a YouTube channel where he was just like spewing nothing but hate and vitriol and yours got deleted for actually bringing up legitimate scientific uh, data about masks. Like, Yeah, that has all been, I've been vindicated as far as I'm concerned in, in the news now. And yeah, guys like this get to keep their channels up. But what, what, um, what modifications did he have to his AR-15 type of assault weapon? I think that's a quote from. See, someone. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I I didn't I didn't look too much into that. I, it just said that there were illegal modifications that had been made. So 
I mean, it could have been anything as far as like a clip, the, the clip that he had for the gun was too big um, because they, uh, in New York, they do have Tenor. magazine regulations and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I'm not really sure. Like there have been other shootings that have happened recently uh, over the past several months where they made, uh, they made barrel modifications. They made uh, trigger modifications like, the guns had been illegally tampered with to either make them fully automatic or, or something like that. I don't think anything like that. Uh, I don't think the, that he had like a full auto option on his gun, but I, I'm not sure. I haven't looked too much into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it is, it, it's funny to watch the, the corporate press narrative run with this when like we were talking about with this manifesto thing, every like page seems to contradict itself so it's like he he had something on there that said like he specifically chose new york because he knew uh their strict gun regulations nobody would have more than 10 rounds to to fire back at them but they 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 pick and choose exactly the the snippets that they need and they completely ignore everything else i think at one point he said he was like a left wing authoritarian or something like that in there right something to that effect but then at the same time, he's like, am I a white nationalist? Sure, it depends on your definition. Am I a socialist? Sure, it depends on your definition. Like, I mean, um, let's see, white supremacy and left-wing authoritarianism kind of go hand in hand. But, you know, even though the, the general population hasn't seemed to figure that out, you, all you got to do is look at civil rights era forward. And that's that's everything that they've been pushing. That's true. That's true. And then this... Um, but this replacement theory, it, it seems to be really what they're latching on to. Uh, Republicans with their rhetoric have been put, you know, been fear mongering with this about this replacement theory. And that's what drove this kid to go into this, uh, this, this store and shoot up a bunch of black people. Like, first of all, the, the black people are already here. <laughs> like, they're not the ones <laughs> that are coming in to replace anybody. Am I wrong? I mean, like, right, right? They're not, we're not, we're still not shipping them in from Africa to pick cotton. They're here. They're not replacing anybody. The black vote is like 96% fucking Democrat already. <laughs> like, oh, what are they going to get an extra 2% out of in like the other, they're breeding too much. And everybody that he shot, like half the people were like in their fucking 70s. So uh, first of all, I found that part kind of retarded, but um, let, let's back up. What is the replacement theory? Because I hadn't really heard, like, I, I know what they're talking about now, but I didn't know that this was an actual theory until the shooting took place. Yeah, so the crazy thing about the replacement theory is basically what it states in a nutshell is that uh, brown people are being deliberately brought into the country to replace white people to push white people out as the majority and uh, to make us a minority and originally the way it was kind of pitched was that it was being done as uh, Mexican or um, Hispanic immigrants coming across the southern border but then over the past 15-20 years it's shifted to it's uh Middle Eastern immigrants coming in because of all the wars that we're waging and, and uh, have been promoting in the Middle East that have pushed that entire region into upheaval and and people are fleeing as refugees. So it's also convenient that uh, it kind of started to shift gears when Hispanics started to vote for Republicans more. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's the, kind of the funny thing about, uh, well, Mexicans in particular, they're all like really hardcore Catholics. So it's like they 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 would fit in better with the Republican Party for the most part um, in, in terms of like their belief system and, and their uh, outlook and things like that. But um, OK, so for my so entire... my initial my initial exposure to this whole replacement theory thing was a I found an article on. It's one of those like extremely uh, websites that supposedly does news. And so they're talking to this guy who's he's a white supremacist that's pushing the replacement theory, except that he's actually uh, India Indian and he's a and he's a Muslim. Like 
this is like their their staple of replacement theory and white supremacy was some white supremacist uh who was pushing the replacement theory was a uh gop candidate who was actually a we just lost him i think uh justin's having some technical difficulties on his end he just got booted and i didn't do it um man just one of those fucking days i will say let's see if he can hop back on here in the meantime there he is he's coming back on come on justin you can do it we can't see you again Am I back? uh your audio is i can't see you <laughs> it should pop up here in a second i'm not sure all right so yeah you were saying that the their poster boy for the replacement theory was a gop candidate that was Indian or something? You got cut off. I lost my gun. Right, you're clicking. Here, I'm gonna send you the story. You I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to duck out. Um, my internet is my main internet uh, is out right now, so I'm using a booster hotspot, and now it's sketchy. I sent you the story that I was talking about with this, the poster boy for white supremacy and the the great replacement being a, an Indian. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you're... man. I'm, this has no, been a rough for us. Your audio is coming through okay. Let me just turn the video off and maybe yeah. it'll... Yeah, you want to just do that? We'll just ax the video for this show? Yeah, let's try that. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, we got, you know, 30 minutes left. So who is This is the poster boy here? Yeah, his name is yeah, Arkansas, yeah. who also happens to be, like I said, he's uh, Indian, and he's also, uh, I think he... I'm, I'm almost 100% positive he's also a Muslim. Uh, so... It's like clearly, clearly, this is the face of white supremacy. And uh, if you're going to have somebody talking about the the replacement theory, which you know the whole premise of the replacement theory is that they're replacing white people with brown people, naturally, your your spokesman for the replacement theory should be a brown person. Yeah, yeah, self-loathing brown person apparently. <laughs> but you know the 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 thing that I find kind of interesting about this is that. My entire life, like going back to like grade school, when you're trying to pick a, a, a foreign language to study, it was always like, learn Spanish because, you know, in 10 years, they're going to, you know, oh, oh, like the demographics are completely going to change. And this is going to be like a majority Hispanic country and salsa is the number one condiment being sold and, and all this stuff. And like, the, the left would be bragging about that. I'm surprised nobody's put together like a mon maybe they have a, like a montage of all the times where this would come up in a conversation. If, if you're gonna point to like Tucker Carlson talking about the replacement theory, maybe he does, like I don't watch a lot of Tucker Carlson. So like, I'm sure he talks about the demographics changing, but, and this was like a big thing under Donald Trump as well. But like, this this is like a, a a point of pride for the Democratic Party. Like they would brag about this. They'd be like, you know, the demographics are changing. We're no longer going to be a white majority of country. And that would be met with like a, a, like a roaring applause and everybody would be cheering this on. Well, that's the really crazy thing about it is they act like this is some like kooky conspiracy theory. But like they have they've been openly talking about it for yeah. at least 20 years. It's not like. It's it's not like there aren't literally dozens of Democratic politicians on record talking about that this was the plan. Like it's, yeah, it's no, not it's, some conspiracy theory. Exactly, it is a stated goal. It has been a stated goal, and it's been celebrated by them. And it's almost like they've been rubbing it in Republicans' faces. Be like, you know, ha ha, you're not going to be the dominant like culture anymore because we're bringing in all these minority voters. And, you know, like personally, I don't really give a shit, but like, I don't know, like you, you've been like bragging about this. And then when they talk about it as like, hey, you know, the demographics are changing, they're bringing in all these um, immigrants that are going to vote Democrat and you're not, you're going to lose control over this huge government that we've built up. And, and then that, you know, you, you find a crazy person who that resonates with and, and they go and do something like this. So, I mean, like both sides to me are kind of bringing this on. Like it's not just a one sided affair where it's like, oh, the Republicans are just so racist. They're talking about they don't want the all, all these white people to be outvoted in America. It's, uh, you know, this is like the game that politicians play. And again, it, it's just another problem created by government. 
Like if you don't have the, this gigantic federal government that's involved in everybody's lives, that like literally down to like your day-to-day -day activities, then it really doesn't matter how many immigrants you, you, you bring in and how many votes they get if they can't vote to rule over your life. And I think that's the fear from the Republican side of the of the spectrum. Like they don't want their, you know, they don't want to lose control over their, you know, they don't want their votes to be overrun by Democrats. And, you know, that the Democrats want to import a bunch of voters, promise them a bunch of free stuff, free health care, open borders, all of that shit, so that they can take permanent control over all these swing states. I mean, this is like this isn't even news. I don't know why, like, they, they seem to pick up on this one talking point with this shooting and run with it. Yeah. And and especially, like, when you're looking at the, just the shooting on its own, on top of all of the craziness with his manifesto, on top of just his gun, the fact that it's like a teenager that we're supposed to believe he made a 200-mile trip the day before to to case the place and to check things out. And then he went back home and then he turned around the next day and comes back again. And he's, he wore body armor and all this other stuff. Like it just, everything about this whole situation seems uh, really, really, really well choreographed. And then, then, then they started talking about the replacement theory, which is prior to seeing this, uh, the raw story article about Kumar in Arkansas, I had never even heard of it. Like, I think I might have heard Tucker mention it offhandedly like one time or something. Like it's this isn't even something that that is like this isn't the new white uh this isn't the new white supremacy. Like this is something that's completely irrelevant as far as I can tell. Like, what, what's the what's this sudden push to uh to get the replacement theory in into the mainstream media? Yeah, it, it's like you know, it's, I don't know, it, there's like some way to sort of tie it to Donald Trump, I guess. Um, you can tie in racism, but like, like, like I was saying, like the, the shooting a bunch of black people doesn't really fit with the replacement theory. Like, like the black people are already here and they're already voting. So like, I, I don't understand how that angle fits with it. I, I, I could get if it was like that, what was that like a target shooting a few years ago where uh, the guy shot up a bunch of Hispanic people? That would make a little more sense if you're talking about the replacement theory. And they're trying to tie in all this other stuff like the Charlottesville with the Jews will not replace us. He threw a couple hard J's into that manifesto too. I mean, it's it's all over the place. And it's just, it's a little weird to me that that's, the replacement theory is what they uh, what they focused on, other than the fact that it's like, it, I guess it gives them carte blanche to go after uh, Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson, who they perceive as their two biggest threats, like the biggest, you know, Fox News ca uh, cable show and then the biggest threat to them in 2024, I guess. I mean, they're they are grasping at straws to try to find ways to attack their their biggest enemies, I guess, because. If Tucker does talk about this regularly, like I said, I mean, I don't listen to Tucker a whole lot um, or watch Tucker a whole lot. But like if he's talking about this, they've definitely identified him as one of their primary enemies. So it would make sense that if this is something he talks about, they're going to they're going to use that to to try to push back on him. But I mean, it, it just feels like grasping at straws. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, yeah, I don't watch a lot of him either. I just, uh, especially since I don't have cable out here anymore, but you know, I, I'm sure like he talked about the border crisis and demographics changing and how that would be bad for like Republican swing states and stuff like that. I, I'm sure there's at least one episode of him covering that, but it's not, again, it's not like uh, this racism thing. It's like a voter demographic thing where it's like the Democrats are trying to import voters uh, a lot of them illegally. They want these open borders. They're promising them a bunch of free stuff. And then they take that as like this white supremacy thing. It, it, it is quite the stretch. You still there? I can't see. It. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to see if I could find because I'm almost positive that you you brought up the uh, the guy that shot up the, the target in Texas and shot all Hispanic people. I'm almost 100 percent positive that he had been in FBI custody within a couple months of, of uh, carrying out his, 
his shooting. No. I, I actually pulled up. I just did like a, a quick search the other day after this happened. And I found six different occasions over just the last like four years where a like a shooter went on this murder spree or whatever you want to call it. And when you go and you look at it, they had been on an FBI watch list for at least a few years. And within a year, if not six months of the shooting, they had been in police custody. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. And, you know, I guess opponents of this would, would say like, oh, well, that's why we need to give them more authority and more power to just like yank away all of your fucking rights and and more gun control and all this stuff. But it just doesn't seem like there is a statist solution to this. Like, let's say, let's say this, you know, let, let's take this guy at his word, right? This kid at his word. And this was just like something that he, he wanted to do because he was reading, you know, stuff on 4chan and whatever. Where the fuck are, what, what is it like the people around this kid? Like, where the hell are his parents? What are they doing? How, how do you have a kid like this? And how do you not know? Like, how, how could you be that fucking blind to your fucking psychotic kid? You know, and it's, well, the other thing that he talked about was like he got bored during the lockdowns and that's why he started to go on 4chan. So I don't know, like, why are we blaming replacement theory when he we, like we could just as easily blame the lockdowns? <laughs> like there's, we, we could blame anything we want. He and is 50 different. Is this is this also being used as kind of like a, a, a pointed attack on 4chan? Because 4chan is one of those places where there's not censorship there's like nothing is really being restricted on 4chan and it is where a lot of people who want to talk about stuff that they know they get banned on twitter and facebook for will go to have these conversations so like this is is this also going to be used as as an attack on 4chan by the establishment to try to try to get rid of a an outlet for people to have open conversations that they currently don't have any control over. Yeah. Yeah. I be, Well, I've already seen calls for more, you know, social media control. I'm sure that fits under the umbrella. My, my guess is that they would use it first to control the, the Twitters of the world, all of the big dogs. And then they'll, they'll use that to like sort of, you know, uh, trickle down and squash these alternative ones once they get like the authority in place. You know, like there's so few people, like I don't know how many people use 4chan. I've never been on it, but they are going to use this. Just stay stay off. Just stay away. Don't don't even do it. I don't don't know who has, I, I don't have time for this. I have a lot going on with my, like I have a fucking life. And that that's the, like the problem with all of these fucking these kids these shooters these uh school shoot like these kids have nothing going on in their lives like if you have a job if you uh have interest like if you have a girlfriend like just just get 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 these guys girlfriends a a lot of this stuff goes away but if you you take a fucking a psychotic kid who's already a fucking weirdo and you lock them down for two years with nothing like don't do anything. Don't go outside. Don't exercise. Just sit there and surf the web. Uh, okay. Well, you know, this, this is one of the things that can happen. You, you, you go into these fucking rabbit holes on the internet and I don't know what the fuck this kid's parents are doing, but man, it, it really is just fucking unbelievable how little responsibility anybody will take for for these these types of actions and then they just they go out there like tucker carlson for having a, a cable news opinion show like how, how much tucker carlson was this 17 year old kid watching i don't think he mentioned tucker did he mention tucker carlson in the manifesto i think he bashed fox Not news. That i'm aware i thought i say I, I thought tucker was kind of boomerish for the most part yeah like, like t- carlson is like where people that liked bill o'reilly went after o'reilly got uh <laughs> Uh, had all those like weird uh, recordings come out where he was, you know, hitting on chicks with uh, what did he call the the loofah <laughs> falafel or some shit? <laughs> I forget what he called it, but yeah, it's like it's, it's people over the age of like fucking sixty love Tucker Carlson. Seventeen year olds, I don't think are watch watching Tucker Carlson. I really don't. Um, I don't think they're watching a lot of Fox News. Isn't that like the whole point? Like they're on like TikTok and all these uh, and uh, what's the other one? Snapchat. 
what what else are the kids doing these days? They're not watching like the eight o'clock cable news prime time on Fox. That's not their demographic. Yeah, the, I, I definitely don't think there's a whole lot of uh, teenagers sitting around watching watching Fox News every night. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it's it's hard enough for me to get my kids to actually watch something that's like not news related, something that's actual entertainment. Like they they want to be on YouTube watching uh, videos of other kids playing video games and all this other dumb stuff like that they're definitely not watching tucker carlson yeah it's it really is just fucking despicable how they it will despicable and just it's so transparent i don't understand why people can't see through what they're doing like 17 year old kid oh it's tucker carlson's fault like i I bet you could like how many people under the age of 20 are watching tucker carlson very very few I mean, like his his main age demographic has to be like 35 to fucking 65. Right. I mean, like that's just what it is. I'm sure that's what it is. I don't even need to look at these numbers. But like the idea that he is being influenced by that is just insane. They're they're, they're clearly just going after the, the biggest opposition that they have, who's been very effective at destroying a lot of left wing narratives. Pretty much. Yeah. How much time we got? We got about two more minutes on this one and then you got to roll at 10 right uh yeah i got i gotta get out right at the hour we can talk you got anything you want to say in the next minute and 50 seconds say something profound oh i'm i'm out of profound things today (laughs) well don't come call him the best color man in the business for nothing (laughs) some of my favorite lines from uh uh major league (laughs) yeah there honey uh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a good movie. Yeah. Oh man, it's been a while since I've seen that too. I don't know if they can play it anymore because it's got the Cleveland Indians. Uh, you're not allowed to call them that. Are you still allowed to call them? That? Probably not. I, you know, I was listening to, I was listening to a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game the other day, just out of like dumb luck. Uh, turned on the radio and it was on ESPN or no, it was on Fox Sports, and that game was on. And they were playing against the Guardians. I was like, who the fuck are the Guardians? Like, I've been a Major League Baseball fan for 35 years. I've never heard of a Guardians. What the fuck is this? Are they doing an expansion team or something? No, it was Cleveland. Uh, like, I, I didn't even, Guardians. Didn't yeah, even I put it together. Yeah, they're the Guardians now. Oh, my God. Well, that, that all solve over everything. If we just come out with, like, all these superficial name changes for things, we won't have any more of these mass shootings, for sure. That'll solve it all. That world peace yeah. by changing the name of a baseball team. Yeah. And like I was saying, like the, the biggest problem in America is that there's not enough denunciation of white supremacy and racism. It doesn't get enough attention, enough degradation. We got you know diversity, equity, and inclusion up everyone's ass for the last decade or so. <laughs> all of this stuff is you know, it, it's hammered at kids from a very early age, all throughout the, the government education system, the horrible history, the shameful history of America, racism, slavery, all of this stuff. Uh, every, every time something like this happens, everybody condemns it. The idea that this is gaining traction in America because one kid goes off and, and, and kills a bunch of black people is, is insane. I, I don't know. We and we lost uh we lost Justin, by the way. He he has to go. It's this has just been one of those days. I apologize for that. This has been a very difficult episode to do. We've had technical difficulties on my side with the mic, on his side with the internet and the camera. Add to that this uh this new fucking zoom shit. We gotta use a different thing. I get it. they they give you 40 minutes now before they cut you off. So um that that's gonna be the end of Justin for today. And I, I don't know, I guess I'll I'll get out of here pretty soon on this. It, 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 it is. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and 
longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your morning started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. I don't, I don't try to make light of these these shootings. I don't know what else you can say at this point that, that really hasn't been said that I already haven't been haven't been saying about uh, mass shootings and gun control. Like uh, apparently this kid got the gun legally. So if if you get the gun legally and you perform a, a, a heinous act like this, you go and kill a bunch of people. Gun control didn't work. And if you got the gun illegally and you shoot up a bunch of uh, people in a heinous act like this, gun control didn't work. So, like, uh, what, what, what's weird to me about the, the people that push for stricter gun laws, they seem to understand, especially in the wake of the whole Roe v. Wade thing, that banning things doesn't make them go away. You just create black markets. And would it be harder for this kid to get an AR-15 type assault weapon, which I think that's what they're calling it. And yes, I know there's no such thing as an assault weapon. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it would be more difficult. Maybe he would, you know, you do something else. You find alternatives, you know, over in the Middle East, they strap bombs to themselves. They walk into a store like he probably could have done more damage that way. I, I don't know. What I do know is that if I was in that store, I would want to be armed. I would want to have a fighting chance. Now, I know there was a security guard there who fired uh, a couple rounds at this guy, apparently hit him in the vest. He was wearing a vest, so it, it didn't stop him. And the security guard was killed. And, you know, that's fucking sucks. It really does. But, you know, imagine if there were 14, 15 people in the store with with firearms and you'd have a a much politer society for starters but you'd have a much better chance of getting out of one of those situations alive Um, i'm a big proponent of uh you know people being able to uh purchase firearms and getting the training that they need i have a it's about to expire i have a concealed carry permit and i obviously i haven't been using it down here in mexico all my stuff's up up north but yeah i i just can't imagine being in one of those situations being completely defenseless and dependent on a government police officers to come to my rescue uh, we we saw how that worked in uh was it one of those school shootings where the guy just like fucking stood down the whole time i don't know if that was a government police officer if he was employed by the school or what um, I can't remember the details of it, but it's like, yeah, I don't want, you know, I'd much rather have that as like a, a fail safe and be able to take, uh, you know, matters into my own hands if I need to. I don't know. I understand like why, why not give up? Why not give people the option? Owning a gun does not turn you into a fucking psychotic murderer. And, and to think other, to think that is, it's insane. It's as insane as this guy's fucking rambling manifesto. Doesn't make any sense. And and like Justin and I were talking about in the last episode, I, I believe it was the last one. These these things sort of fucking blend together. But you know, there there's something going on with the youth today, with America's youth. And it, you know, it, it kind of started with my generation, and it it just seems to be getting worse. Like these kids today, you know, I, I sound like the old fucking grandpa on the porch. But, I, you know, I'm only 37. I'm not that old, I guess. It sounds old when you say it, though. But, yeah, looking at the these kids today, they, they're very underdeveloped mentally. Like, they don't have a good head on their shoulders. A, a lot of them really don't. And they're not, they don't know how to cope with things. They don't know how to deal with the real world. 
I was sort of the the very last generation that didn't did like they were just starting to do the whole participation trophy thing. I remember like when I was in grade school, we would have like the Olympic events and like they just had like a million different colored ribbons. They'd go up to like 20th place or something like that. So everybody would get ribbons. It was like, great. Uh, there's only fucking three that matter. Second place is the first loser, <laughs> right? The, this coddling that the, the boomers have done to, to my generation. And then, it, you know, it, it seems to get progressively worse with each generation. But we're not doing these kids any favors by trying to shelter them from things, uh, you know, keeping them at home until they're 26 years old and on your insurance and all that stuff. Like, go out and get a fucking job. When you, This 15-year-old had a job. I don't think, he, you know, like that kept me out of a lot of trouble. Just playing sports and having a job like that, that between school uh, like varsity sport like this kid's probably not playing any varsity i saw him he looked like a fucking jamoke but uh you know it's like school sports after school activities uh, you don't have to play varsity sports i guess but yeah and, and and a job like my my fucking day was jam-packed i'd either go straight from school to sports or straight from school to work i'd have sports before school i'd have sports after school uh, like that's why I was not arrested. Like all my other friends got arrested, uh, the, all the ones that weren't involved in things. And now it just seems like kids don't do anything anymore. Uh, there, there's no contact sports because they might get hurt. Well, it's like all right, uh, they, you know, that there's physical injuries and there's mental injuries. And I'd much rather like, I mean, I'm, I realize you can get your bell rung playing football and stuff like that, but it's like. I, I don't know. Like this, this kid clearly is fucking crazy. I don't know if these lockdowns pushed him over the edge. You know, I, I tend to think that they didn't because he mentioned it. You know, it's like usually the, you don't know the thing that made you crazy. That would be an, a very interesting level of self-awareness if he knew exactly what sort of pushed him over the edge, which is, again, the whole thing reads very weird. So I'm not sure how much of that to actually believe. But yeah, like the, the psychological damage that we're doing to kids, putting these fucking screens in front of them all the time. They don't have social skills. They don't have friends. They don't go out. They don't do things. They don't have activities. Who knows what's going what's gonna to come of this? And, and the parenting, the, the way we're raising these kids, it's, it just seems like a fucking disaster to me. The, this whole progressive, so-called progressive uh, approach to things, it's not fucking progressive. It, it's literally just ruining people's lives. All of it. It's a goddamn disaster on every level. And I think we're we're just starting to see what you know the the longer term effects of a you know twenty plus years of progressive shit. And they're you know they're trying to ten x it, and it's finally getting to the point where people are making these connections and and pushing back a little bit. It's not nearly enough. Um, but yeah, like, you know, you go back, like it was in the 1950s, kids would, they had like riflery class at school. Kids would walk around, like walk around with guns in school, not AR-15s, but like actual guns with ammunition. Like there weren't fucking school shootings like this. There weren't, there were bullies, there were kids, there were guns, there were schools but you did not have what you have going on these days. So, I, I mean, you tell me what's changed. I don't think we're more racist now than we were in 1950. Um, I, you know, there's not, nothing seems to really fit this progressive narrative as to why these things are going on. And if you don't understand what the problem is, you're going to be hopeless to fix it. Going at like, Going after Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump for something a 17-year-old kid does is not going to get anything done. Banning more guns is not going to get anything done. You think this kid's not, like, again, he's willing to go and shoot a bunch of people. What good is it to make it illegal for him to get a gun? Like he's, he's already doing something 10 times worse than illegally purchasing a firearm. He's murdering people. So like, that's, that's not going to deter him. 
he'll do it. He'll do it anyways, because the punishment for murder is much worse than the punishment for just illegally purchasing and owning a firearm. I, I, I don't know, man. This whole thing, it's just, it, it's really sad to watch and it's fucking disturbing to see. It's, just, it's, it's frustrating, I guess, watching these politicians jump on it, jump on another tragedy to push the agenda that they've always had and, and people not really catch on to it. Um, and, you know, as, as people pointed out, you know, in Chicago, my hometown, people are killed like this every weekend. It's, it's usually black on black. Um, n- nobody seems to care about that. And so, like, oh, what about us? It's, it's, it's about perspective. There's a reason why nobody talks about that. Uh, well, there's two reasons. One, it's not as rare as these mass shootings are. And two, it doesn't fit the the narrative that strokes their agenda. And, you know, like uh, Justin was mentioning, saying, there was the, the Asian shooting, uh, the Taiwanese people. They're not interested in that. You know, they're, they're interested. They're, it's not even interested. They're obsessed. They're obsessed with racism and white people they're like they're fucking obsessed everything has to come down to white supremacy oh you know we have institutional racism and white privilege and all this stuff and it's just like again what about the asians why are why is whitey letting all these asians walk all over them they got better test scores they're making more money they're more successful in america why isn't whitey going after that why do they just keep punching down at, at all these other minorities, at, at, at black people and Hispanics? We're so fucking racist and we're so hell bent on staying on top of all these minorities. Why are we letting these Asians run all over us? How do you explain all those disparities? I bet you, you know, it's like, oh, there, there's more uh, there's more black people as a percentage in prison than white people. It's like, well, there's probably more white people as a percentage than Asians in prison. And Asians make more money and they're more successful and they get into better schools and they do all this stuff. They're far more successful. And I'd venture to guess that uh, Indians are as well. The dot, not the feather. <laughs> oh, God. Um, on average, I bet they're more successful. I don't, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I bet they, they make more money than the average uh, white person as well. Why are we letting them? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Unless, of course, your, your goal as these politicians is to sow hatred uh, against white people and sort of galvanize all of these minorities a- into your voting block. You, you scare the shit out of them. You do... The amount of damage, psychological damage that Democratic politicians have done to Black people is far worse than these shootings ever will be. Like, yes, 10 people died, and that is awful. That is absolutely awful. But they have fucked up generation of Black people with these horrible fucking messages. All of this fear-mongering that, you know, Republicans and white people are out to get you. You, you can't make anything yourself. The system's rigged against you. And all of the, like this messaging is evil. It is fucking pure evil. And I would never in a million years wish it on my worst enemy to psychologically fucking kill. You're, you're killing them psychologically. And you're doing it at a very young age. Like it is fucked up what they're doing to these kids. Not to mention with, the, you know, the masks and all that shit, but like, dude, they're, they're getting a hold of little kid, like little fucking innocent kids who don't have a fucking a mean bone in their body. And they're telling them that they live in a, you know, a white supremacist society and there's a boogeyman around every corner that's going to get you. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, the, 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 this is fucking despicable. And it's all it, it's again, let's talk about the replacement there. It's literally all so that they can have a permanent minority voting block. Hispanics, uh, African-Americans, anybody coming in from, from one of these poorer countries in South America or something like that, they want them voting Democrat. And the best way to do that, the best way to, uh, to, to um, solidify your voting block is to instill fear. And that's what, that's what they're accusing the Republicans of doing. And uh, they're not wrong. 
the Republicans are, are, you know, ginning up their base by stoking fear. Like you listen, the, all these people are going to come in and they're going to vote Democrat and you're going to lose Texas. And then you're going to lose the fucking federal government forever. That's basically the, the fear mongering that Republicans do, uh, you know, some version of that. The Democratic version of that is scare these minorities into thinking that all of these white people who vote Republican want to kill them. So if you don't want that to happen, you better vote Democrat. Like th this is so fucking transparent and transparently fucking evil. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like if you don't see it by now, you might be a lost cause. I, I mean, it's it's on display everywhere. And if you live and work in today's America, the idea that you know we don't do enough to bring attention to white supremacy and racism is insane. It's absolutely insane. We talk about it all day long in schools, in the media, in Hollywood. It's in, you know, it's on Netflix. It's, it's in this, it's in that, like all the corporations are going for it. You know, you have diversity, equity, and inclusion classes now. We talk about how diversity is our strength, but, you know, they do themselves a disservice with that as well, because they don't want diversity. They want diversity on the simplest most superficial level imaginable, which is just your skin color, which is like the dumbest fucking thing, man. This, this collectivism around skin color, this tribal, it's so fucking stupid. But that, that to them is diversity. Like that's their idea of diversity it is the most superficial thing about you. They don't want diversity of thought. They don't want diversity of opinion. They want a bunch of bobblehead lemmings that nod their head yes and repeat after them. Uh, this is really hard. Um, I'm in a new, I'm in a different unit. There's construction going on. So I apologize if I'm just kind of rambling right now. Um, it's also very hot in here. <laughs> but there is no, there is no status solution to this. There's, there's no government solution to problems created by government. And, you know, one of the reasons why I am an advocate for getting rid of government altogether, getting rid of this whole political apparatus, like, what ha like the, there's no motivation then for the, this sh this shooter in particular, but a, a lot of these shootings in general. Okay, there's a bunch of minorities coming in over the border. It's like, all right, what they they can't vote they can't vote against me because there's nothing to vote for. There's no politician controlling your life. There's no federal government involved in every aspect of your life that these people are going to vote every four years for control over you. And it just, it creates all of this fucking tension and this friction and this constant fight, this constant tug of war over what? <laughs> over a fucking, a Democrat or a Republican controlled Congress and the presidency? Hey, what difference? Did, like, like look around, look around at the four years under Trump, look around at the, the, the eight years before that of Obama and Bush before that and Clinton and and biden now it's like what changed what ch meaningful uh positive change has occurred when your guys were in control or when their guys were in control and the, and the answer is nothing they, they, like they failed on every every level all of them have the republicans fail everything that they say they fail they do the opposite uh they, they don't control the spending or the size of government or anything like that uh, the, the Democrats haven't delivered on any of their promises. What what are you fighting for? What are you getting so bent out of shape about? Like these these people are just a bunch of fucking liars and they're manipulating you to line their fucking pocket. They're getting filthy fucking rich off of this shit. You think they give a rip about you? They will talk about racism and white supremacy and replacement theory all day fucking long. As long as you keep nodding your head and going along with them every time they want to raid the fucking treasury for trillions of dollars to hand out to their buddies and line their pockets. They, they'll, they'll say anything you want. They'll say anything you fucking want. And it's not a coincidence that all of the fucking money is flowing to DC. And here you are, you can't put food on your table. You can't get baby formula. Uh, prices are, are going out of control. I mean, baby formula, like, like this is another Yet another government-created problem. I was reading about it today, and we'll get out of here on this because I, I feel like I've been rambling for quite some time. But 
there's four major baby formula manufacturers in the US, four. Four of them control 90% of the market. Now, why are there only four companies that manufacture baby formula in a country of 350 million people with a lot of babies? Could it have something to do with FDA regulations and all of the barriers to entry that government has created to producing and selling baby formula? Like you can't just set up shop and be like, hey, let me sell you some baby formula. You can't do that. I can't even imagine the number of hoops you'd have to jump through to sell baby formula. I, I mean, you hear these horror stories about people that try to sell alcohol uh, to, you know, to the countries. In certain states, it's like basically impossible. But I, I can only imagine what it's like trying to sell stuff for babies that they're going to consume. So yeah, the federal government creates all kinds of red tape, increases the cost to start, makes it virtually impossible to start up competitions. And then you have you only have four companies that, that make up 90% of the market. And then one of the major factories has a oops, an oops moment, fucks up, you know, one of their batches has to have a recall, kills a couple babies. And now you have shortages because you only had four companies to begin with and they're shutting them all down. Now, if we had, you know, we should at least have a couple hundred, I would think it's a big country. You could have all kinds, you know, organic baby formula, like all this granola shit, you know, um, cage-free farm fresh baby formula stuff. All these little boutique places, you know, like coffee shops, but for baby formula. I don't know. What I do know is we'd have a lot more than four. Tax burden, regulatory burden, all government created. And what does the, the government come out? Oh, the White House is close to a deal now. They're close to a deal to reopen this plant. And Joe Biden made it, made it very well known that uh, the federal government uh, is going to allow all of its resources to be made to get the production back up for transportation, you know, if they need help transporting things, whatever they need to do in order to get supply back on the shelves, the federal government will make their resources available. That's fucking fantastic. Thank you so much for making federal resources available for a problem that federal resources created in the first place. And if that isn't just par for the course for government, and you don't know that by now, you have not been listening to me talk enough, because that is, if not the overarching theme of this podcast, it is in the top three. They've done a tremendous job of, of fucking up everything that they've touched. Housing, education, um, you know, the, the school system, the family, the nuclear family, uh, like they've destroyed the culture with, you know, as I was saying, like the, the, the culture war that takes place now is a function of government, of government control. Nobody wants the other side to get control over the biggest, most powerful government the world has ever seen. And as this government has grown, so have the, the number of school shooters and dysfunctional kids running around this country. I don't think it's a coincidence. And it's not like, a, you know, it's not a bug. It's a feature. This is by design. They, this is what they want to have happen. Because as I talked about before, it's a way for them to solidify their voting base on either side. So do me a favor, guys. I'm going to get out of here on that. I do. I apologize for all the technical difficulties. And if this episode sucked, um, I'll try to do better on Friday. Um, but do me a favor, share the show with somebody that you think would enjoy it. Give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. I really want to get our numbers up this year. This stuff is just too important for, for me to only be reaching a few thousand people. And if you want to become a supporting listener show, I will link to it in the description but it's the peddlingfictionpodcast.com support the show tab. If you set up a recurring donation, recurring monthly donation for any amount of money that you want, I will get a drink with you every other Friday. We had one last Friday. And if you set up a recurring monthly donation, you get invited to these Friday night happy hours that we have. And, you know, you don't have to drink if you don't want to. There, there's some guys that are like, ah, well, I don't drink. So I'm not going to, it's, you know, not everybody drinks. I usually do, but it's it's just a little community. It's a way to connect with people and you know shoot the breeze on a, on a Friday evening. You don't have to stay the whole time. You can hop in. You can hop out. You can come late. Whatever you want to do, but it's uh, it's something. 
And, you know, we were talking, um, we were talking about this last Friday, just about the show in general and, and things that people like or that they don't like. And uh, one of the things that uh, some people said was that they missed my rants. I, I don't spend enough time ranting and raving as I as I used to when I was doing the, the show solo. So one thing I'm thinking about doing is maybe putting out like a weekly rant or something on uh, various topics. I don't know, whatever is bugging me that day, maybe I'll maybe I'll do something like that once a week. I don't know if you guys think that's a good idea. You can hit me up on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And uh, yeah, do all that for me. I will be back on Friday, hopefully with Justin and a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.